Welcome, welcome. This is Assembly King Podcast. It's your boy, Rodney Perry. I just wanted to introduce a special delivery episode for you guys. My episode last week, you all played it the hell out. And y'all loved it so much. And evidently, um, the people over at Behind the Silk with my guest, Erica Parker, um, the CEO and founder of Silken, thought that we should do a nice little podcast swap because I was featured on her podcast. So make sure that you go and follow her and tap into her. But this is a cool special delivery episode where I'm giving you my episode on Behind the Silk on this feed. So let's get into it. This is Simply King. Y'all be masking and playing video games? That's what y'all do? Maybe not playing video games, but masking (laughs) for sure. Hey, beautiful people. It's me. My name is Erica Nicole, the founder of Silk and Skincare. And welcome to the Behind the Silk podcast, where we have conversations all about beauty, self-care, wellness, and honestly growing into the best version of yourself. Life is not always easy and growing and evolving is not always easy either, but we're here to kind of guide you through it and just have some real raw relatable conversations about those topics. So first and foremost, I just want to give a special shout out to New York, my hometown. I was looking at our stats and you guys are just amazing. Like the support is so real. I appreciate it. And we'll give an honorable mention to Connecticut too, because they're coming in at a close second. So I see you. I appreciate you. Thank you. And your support does not go unnoticed. And in today's episode, I am catching up with Rodney Perry, aka King. He has his own podcast called Simply King Pod. And I was honestly surprised about the amount of value he was able to contribute in regards to self-care and wellness for men. There's just so much information packed into this episode, so many valuable tidbits and tricks and hacks and all the things, all the good stuff. So yeah, we're in for a great episode. Make sure you share this with your man, your boyfriend, your friend, your uncle, your cousin, your nephew, whomever. This is definitely going to be a good one. So let's just get right into the conversation. First, I have to congratulate you. You're actually the first male guest we've had on the podcast. So congratulations. I feel like I need to give you a little trophy or something. So I think the first thing that comes to mind is what is something or some things that you are growing through right now in this season? Growing through? Mm. I just made it to year 30 with the first of June. And Congratulations. So happy right birthday. Now, thank you. Thank you. So I feel like I'm in a very interesting milestone type of year and where I feel like I'm always been in a kind of constant state of progressive change with myself and trying to be the most evolved version of myself year to year. And I think that's where I've been down. I think I'm trying my best to listen to myself more, mm-hmm. use the lessons that I've learned already and apply them to life, make smart decisions. And I think to be even more specific, make decisions that I don't have to clean up, like truly being thoughtful, measuring twice and cutting once more. Because once you get to 30, you start realizing how how you have way less patience, I feel like. Yeah. When it comes to like, (laughs) all right, like you've been through this before. How many more times are you going to keep like having this thing? And the way I've started to think about it is life goes in like spirals. It spirals up. So things that happen with us, our traumas and 
certain issues. They're never all the way wiped away, but we learn how to deal with them when they come right back around. And I think that's kind of where I'm at is seeing a lot of my previous issues, previous anxieties be presented to me in a new time, at a new age, and me dealing with them differently is the, the thing that I'm growing through now. It's, I'm way less unaffected by them, but I still see them as things that not so long ago really impacted me pretty heavily. So it's a real weird feeling of like remorse for your past self because it's damn, all I, like now I know how to get through this. Now I know how to solve this. Now I know how to plan or prepare or do this better, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Damn, I wish I could have just figured this out earlier, but you get over that. You get over knowing that you didn't know any better when you when it was happening. So you got to be graceful with yourself now that you mm-hmm. do know and open yourself up to continuously learning yourself. So I think for me, I'm growing through getting older and accepting the unknown, accepting the uncertainty mm-hmm. um, of what's to come, but we're feeling good about life. I love that. I feel like anytime it comes to like around the birthday time of year, it's always like a reflective season. Like you always start really thinking through like where you are and where you're trying to go. And based on what you were saying, do you think that level of progression comes with age or experience? I think experience more than age because I think uh, there's a, unfortunately there's a lot of examples that we see all the time of very immature adults, very grown ass children that I think that doesn't matter. Just to hear and become mm-hmm. 35 and you're still making the same mistakes as an 18-year-old. Just because mm-hmm. something about your experience for you to mature, for you to grow up mm-hmm. and go through whatever maturation you needed to go through to make you show up better for yourself. I've seen it. I think we all have seen it in the examples of people that maybe mm-hmm. went to school with or old friends or whatever, where we see them still show up in the exact same way they did. It was like, bro, I ain't did that. I ain't made a right. mistake like that or that showed up like that since I was 20, 20, not even 20. Right, that's it. Like, you still doing that? That's how you still, I didn't know we was, I didn't know we was on that. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. But I think experience, for sure. I feel like I remember being in college, meeting people who not only lived off campus, but learned they had children right before leaving high school. And mm-hmm. they are literally at school. They came to Atlanta, Georgia, moved their family out there and all that. And I'm like, I didn't even know you was managing this much. But it makes sense why you come off so mature. It makes sense why you come because mm-hmm. you like had to grow up a little bit and you actually leaned into the idea of you growing up a little bit because other people that wouldn't rise to that occasion versus other people where you have a natural kind of affinity to maturity. And I think that was really who, who I've always been. I think yeah. I really like the idea of being an adult, not being grown. Do you really? Hell yeah. This adulting I, I, stuff is ghetto. Now that's different <laughs> like... than what I'm saying. I'm saying I wanted to cuss. I wanted to say <laughs> okay. it was yeah, the fun things. I was, okay. I was enamored with the things that because so, this like, paying bills thing, this happening no, no, responsible no, 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 thing. No, that's no, no, that's not adulting. I was not looking forward to adulting. I don't think anybody okay. looks forward to it because we don't even know how it's gonna really be. But truly, yeah, I I was ecstatic about being an adult. Oh, I'm about to cuss. I can fully express myself. <laughs> I can stay up late. I can eat what I want. All that type of stuff. Yes, I was looking forward to all of that as a child. And I think that's why I was always seen as a mature child. Because mm-hmm. it was like, like, all right, I can't do these things, but I can at least show up in a way where it's like, I'm not so playful. I think I've always had like very uncle, old man type energy anyway. So it was like pretty mm-hmm. easy to come off mature. 
So, yeah, I think it's more about experience because once I actually became an adult, it didn't leave me. I didn't all of a sudden start getting immature. People still refer to me as a person they always seen as a pretty mature person. I think, honestly, I'm glad that I look the way I look Mm because I've always been getting that I look older than what I am. So I I always said, I was like, I better not get to 30 and people be like, we like got 45. I'm like, hey. (laughs) Slow down a little bit. (laughs) Slow down. Because all my life, I've always gotten that I look older than what I am. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I hope this reverses at some point because I don't need right. to keep looking two, three years older than what I am. I don't like the idea that. I feel like I've always gotten the opposite. People always assume I'm extremely younger than what I actually am. You got a baby face, though. So Do I makes... see? Just add it to the list. You're just another one to the list. Yeah, no, it makes <laughs> sense. It makes sense. The, the, the skin is great. The skin is, oh, skin is very much looking like you, you never had a pimple in your life. Oh, appreciate that. I work towards that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah look, you, you, you're the one. You're the one for that. Appreciate that. But I completely feel what you're saying to my core. I think I felt growing up, I spent a lot of time with my grandmother. So I was mm-hmm. always around her and her friends. So I've always been around adult conversations and listening to mm-hmm. things that they talk about and their perspective mm-hmm. on things. So I feel like I've always had a more mature outlook than the people that I was around. And I feel like I did grow up a little bit I don't want to say I grew up faster, but I feel like I've always been more mature where I could handle more responsibility, I guess, with more grace and other people that were normally my age. So I think the perspectives that I've had have always attracted me to an older demographic because I think I'm the youngest person in all of my friend groups. Mm -hmm. And I think that speaks a lot. So, yeah, I think the experiences that we have and the exposure that we have definitely shape our perspectives in that regard. And even, I guess, some of the things that I'm growing through at this point, like all of this is very new to me. Like when I first started Silken, I think for the first year and a half, maybe, like I was only behind the scenes. Like I didn't want to be the face of the company. I didn't want anyone to know that it was my brand, that I owned it. I just mm-hmm. did, like I, even friends and family didn't even know that I had this thing going on behind the scenes for like over a year. So now growing into this space where I'm like, okay, like I'm trying to, I call it walking my purpose because I feel like the, there are certain things that I'm supposed to do. And I feel like God is calling me a lot higher in the season. So yes. I have to be obedient. So like I, I have to get out of my comfort zone. I have to yes. do these things that make me feel uncomfortable in order to grow. Again, having these conversations on a platform where it's going to be streamed to hundreds or thousands of people and now owning my brand and what it stands for and really taking a strong stance on what it actually is. It's a very uncomfortable season to say the least so growing through that uncomfortableness I think is where I'm at I love it for you because I think that it's a beautiful thing uh, to discover your voice and not let it be minimized by your own fear or hesitation of acceptance I think we all need that in some way shape or form I think that's what our outlets are really for our creative outlets are really for us being able to express ourselves in some way, shape, or form. Even if that's something that we don't share with the world, at least we know that we know who we fully can be. So I applaud you for still getting it done because you had to get that part done about establishing what your business is, getting mm-hmm. the product the way that you wanted to. But I think it does help, and especially the industry that you know that's in. It does help to know who behind it. Absolutely. So you use it. Is it good for you? Let's see your, that's going to be right. the, the idea of it. I remember when I had did a, I had did like some content for topicals and I didn't mm-hmm. even look into who was behind topicals. I just knew that they mm-hmm. had branding. She's just, a like, boss babe for sure. And when I seen her, I was even prouder to be like, <laughs> I'm glad y'all reached out to me to be an insider now. Uh-huh. Nice. So I get that and I feel like that helps. 
the branding overall, to know who's behind it, that you stand behind it, mm-hmm. that you stand by your products. <laughs> and with the rise of all these celebrity brands, you really have to really put yourself out there and take a stand, especially when you're not starting off with these millions of followers and millions of dollars behind you. You really have to really grind it out to get your people. You want your people to ride for you. You want to know, people want to know who who they're standing for, who they're riding with, who they're supporting. So again, putting myself in this platform is, it's an experience, but I'm here for the ride. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. So, do you have a skincare routine? I do. I do you actually. Do? Uh, really? I, I, it's been it's one that is growing, and I'm learned through actually. Talk. It's funny because I I don't think I have I don't think I have any like male homies that I even talk about skincare with. I talk about it. Like I uh-huh. definitely suggest it to a lot of my male friends all the time. If they stay over my house, they definitely gonna do something. They'll either see me do something, or they'll I see them like complain or maybe scratch their face in a certain type. Well, I was like, hey, go in there and um, there's a little mask that's in there. Um, so y'all be masking and playing video games? That's what y'all do? Maybe not playing video games, but masking <laughs> for sure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, especially if somebody tell me they, they either have, they have an issue with some part of their skin, I, I definitely try to give them suggestions. But I've learned through just various homegirls of mine that I guess I have, they said that I'm God's favorite because of my skin, because <laughs> I have like pretty normal balanced skin. And I think that helps a lot because of all the products I have tested and tried from either doing content or just doing it on my own, switching mm-hmm. up my regimen, all different types of things. I really don't have the same issues that people be having, which I I didn't know. I just uh-huh. thought I, I just thought I just had my own regimen. It was working for me. Cool. But so my routine right now is right now I'm using the CeraVe. Okay. Like a, a, That's a, a classic. Room. Yeah, classic I'm using choice. CeraVe right now, which. It's just been, it's been the most kind of calm one that I feel like I've been using. Yeah, I use a CeraVe cleanser as well as a moisturizer. I have a under eye cream that I think maybe by CeraVe too. I have an under eye cream that I use by them before I do the under eye cream. And then depending on the day, I'll apply either the topicals, fade, a serum, and then I'll moisturize with the CeraVe moisturizing lotion. And then I have this, it's called, I think it's called Simply Beautiful, I believe. Okay. So you do have a little routine put together. Are you consistent? Because when I launched the first episode, my DMs were flooded with guys. They were like, oh, when's the men's skincare coming out? We feel left out. But you guys, there there are things that you guys can do. Maybe not to the extent that women do skincare, but to maintain yourselves. Because I feel like guys have it so easy. You guys can wash your face with toilet water and still have great skin. (laughs) Like it's wild. And God forbid I sleep on a pillowcase for more than a week. And now it's a whole problem. So guys have it easy. Y'all have yeah. more sensitive things going on with y'all bodies. While for us, we have so many things that are untapped, untouched. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I've come to realize why men usually have a different outcome when it comes to mm-hmm. uh, certain things, when it comes to like growth, I mean, yeah. like men's nails growing stronger and longer, our hair growing, full of yeah. eyebrows, good, good <laughs> eyelashes. Okay. Stuff like that. I think it's just probably just a, you know, a, a byproduct of what the average man does on a regular basis, but also to um, not touching so much. Mm-hmm. Like I think women, they touch their face. They, they allow for other people yeah. to touch their face. I think things like that is probably the big contributing factor, while for men, it's mm-hmm. like all intents and purposes, we may just be just washing our faces very simply, doing the exact same thing. And I think we wear uh, makeup too. So yeah, I think we manipulate our skin more. But I've come to realize yeah. that I think men deal with other skin issues, like men with facial hair deal with like yeah. ingrowns or yeah. exfoliating and getting rid of yeah. like dead skin. So I feel like 
the concerns are just different. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's one thing that I think more men need to get into. That's why I be having that's why I be having the bros mask when they over here because they be they trip off the difference because they I think they think it's mm. not gonna be different, but it's like bro, like your face is still when I can see you. You should take care of that. And just thinking about just how much so many men work out on a consistent basis, and or you do anything where it's like manual labor in any way, shape, or form. A lot of men have body acting that they don't even aren't even aware of. Know of, yep. Um, that back knee hit different. Okay. Yeah, they have body <laughs> acting. A lot of men also have eczema too that they go untreated. They right. don't really think that deep into it. And I think that there is this weird kind of stigma to be into your kind of facial yeah. hygiene in that way. But I think skincare and self care and all of these things are definitely more marketed towards women so i think mm-hmm. that it makes men feel uncomfortable to partake in in the consumption or the consumerism of it all the so women always get the men into the skincare y'all do it always is because <laughs> i'm just like why are you doing it what is this? You know, what's this peel mask what's what is this for uh-huh. why, why do you only put it right here why do you only do a little <laughs> bit why do you rub it in that way why are you using a thing or a machine to scrub it in yeah and to come to learn and that's another thing. I also use a like a kind of like micro, microbial little uh, scrubber. To, okay, um, so you don't have to plant. use your hands. Yeah, Look at hands. you coming yeah. a long way. I love that yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah <laughs> good yeah, representation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I love <laughs> and it's funny. I'm pretty proud of, of of that specifically. That being something that I did because I I recorded myself doing my routine so much. A friend of mine told me like way after the first time I posted something like that. He was like, I went out and bought that. I was like, for real? He was like, bro, as soon as I seen I just went to Amazon. He was like, I need that. And I was like, bro, I, don't think, I didn't know you had, I didn't know you was instant. Make sure your skin was good. But I think that's the, the part of it that I think it's an educational aspect to it for a lot yes. of men. And I think if they understood that part, then they would understand what the benefit in doing it. Like certain things like exfoliating, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, once I realized, oh, what everything was used for. Right. And I was like, oh, okay, I see why I should do this. I see why I should do this more often. So if you do work out and you sweat, yeah, you might just be washing that off. Mm-hmm. And kind of depending on what you're using, probably most men are you probably using something that's probably too hard for their skin. So mm-hmm. you're probably not only washing off that, that sweat and dirt that, they, that build up, but you're probably just stripping their whole face of everything too. That's it. Um, and they don't even know and it. They, and they may not be moisturizing with the right things. That's the best thing for their skin. They might have oily skin, they're over-moisturizing. Might have dry skin, they need to moisturize a little bit heavier with something heavy. Might have normal balanced skin, need to get something that's a little bit right in between, a little light, mm-hmm. you know? We're going to get some silken into your routine. We're going to we're gonna get some silken into your routine. And it's like skincare is really a trial and everything that a lot of people don't realize, yeah. man, woman, whatever. Like you really just got to play around with things until you find your little groove. Yeah. And like you can outgrow skincare. Your skin changes throughout the year. Like it's mm-hmm. a lot to go through. And like I said, big learning curve. And I think a lot of men are less I don't even know if it's like less willing or they're just not as versed on the differences and the nuances so sometimes it does take an outside party whether it be like a friend or a female or whatever to kind of just guide you in the right direction and and I think that it's fun when you get into it to me it got at least it got fun for me and it got me into Mm -hmm. everything else too like I remember because I lived in Chicago for seven years before I moved back to Atlanta and this is the environment and climate that I grew up in so it's a lot more similar to my skin, but I just spent so much time there. So I had to figure out how for my face to stand the test of time through yeah. all the parts of winter. Discovered slugging. You ever heard of the technique ooh, called slugging? Ooh. 
Listen, you are first. <laughs> I am so impressed. Well, I was not well, expecting I this. Little, I know a little something. I know a little something. Okay. I started, I started slugging. That, that, that helped me out so much. That's I, a game changer. I, I, I felt like my face was dry. So, like I, I could have just done all of what I did, moisturize, whatever, and step out the house. It felt like from the from the door to the car, it felt like, mm-hmm. I, like everything just dried right on up as soon as I hit yep. that crisp, cold air. And I just did not like that. It, just, it didn't feel good. And so I was like, I need to find something that at least holds me over for the amount of hours right. I'm going to be outside. Because I'm not about to sit here and keep reapplying. I'm not about to like Mm-mm. over. That's a different level of commitment for sure. Yeah, it, it is. And I, I feel like for the people that need to do that, if you walk around with your sunscreen in your purse, okay. and your moisturizer in your purse or in your bag or whatever, kudos to you. I'm not doing that though. I'm not like, there either. I'm not there I'm not either. So I'm not about to keep touching my face and playing with right. what's going on. And then in terms of facial hair for a lot of men, that also helps too. If you exfoliate, yeah. you can assist and wake up those hair follicles. You can also bring down any of those. Don't forget the neck. Or, don't or, forget the neck. Don't forget the neck. Don't forget the neck. Watch <laughs> your neck, brother. Please. Watch your neck. <laughs> it's bad out here. <laughs> Wash okay. your neck, wash back here. Behind you know? the ear backs. Wash it, please, <laughs> do something. But yeah, that, all of that, like exfoliation and all those things help reduce all of it. It's an art form for sure. It is, it is. And I, I, I like that element of it. I like the education of it when it comes to more and more people that look like us getting a part of it, educating us on what it is, because it's weird. I think it's weird because there is a very much a natural movement that's happening people are way more conscious of what they're putting it on mm-hmm. in, in their bodies but uh getting perspective is what kind of helps with that because people immediately think of words like chemical and things like that and be like oh we don't need to i don't want to put this understand something like right. you're thinking about it in a this is poison type of way when these things are the, all these things are, are the same are, are, they, they have a similar name exactly. so, some type of molecular thing going on like mm-hmm. it's chemical it's not no way to to put it around. If we sit here and break down what's in black soap, it's going to be a bunch right. of long words. Exactly. Break down what's in shea butter, it's going to be a bunch of long words. That you can't pronounce, can't spell, yeah. can't even so sound it out phonetically. All these things can be based from nature, but they still produce a chemical right. compound. I think that's where that throws people off because they immediately think, oh no, I only put this type of mm-hmm. stuff on my things. And it's like, yeah, bro, but you need something else. Exactly. You need something else. You got something really going on. You got either dark marks, dark spots. Yeah. That's not getting out with just you just washing, washing your face, face every day and just hitting the road. You know. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the pro tip. The reason that I think silken has become what it is because a lot of people don't detox their skin regularly, men and women. If you think about the things that we're exposed to in our air quality, New York air quality is trash. Okay, I regret every breath that I take in New York. It's gross. And going to the gym and working out and all these air pollutants and everything, detoxing your skin is so important. And I think that's the major key that a lot of people miss. And that's why I love silken. So our clay mask, when people are like, oh my gosh, your skin looks so good. I'm like, when was the last time you actually detoxed your skin? Mm -hmm. We talk about detoxing our body. We talk about detoxing our mind, detoxing the people around us, but we're not detoxing our skin. Yeah. And we need that, especially for fellas who, if you, a lot of men who are in their twenties, y'all partying a lot. Mm-hmm. Not going outside, 
and you're thinking that you just fasting and drinking for a few days after a long weekend of drinking is going to do the do the trick sometimes, but sometimes the damage is already done. You might have to do a little bit more. And it, it's different for each person, but things that you do internally affect things externally from a uh, context of like things that you put into your body. If you intoxify your, your liver to mm-hmm. a certain point, it's going to come out in your face. Absolutely. It's going to come out in all these various ways. If you do something too much with your kidneys, it's going to come out in your pores. So much can happen just by way of what you are consuming so much of. And even if it's not even liquor, just food, certain types of food, a whole lot of tea. Yeah. A whole lot of a whole lot of dairy products. Um, dairy is a big one that people yeah, underestimate. Dairy can really mess you up, like in multiple ways, like your yeah. pork consumption, red meats, and I definitely partake in these things. Like I'm not oh, jacking sure. anybody. Yeah, jacking anybody. No, 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 no for sure. Partakes. But I think that being we got to be mindful, conscious. Yeah, because yeah, like I've, I've had to like really ease up on my my dairy consumption for a multitude of reasons. Yeah, and it's you just got to do it. Like it's, it's, it is what it is. It's, which yeah. one would you rather have? You want to be stuffy and have all these breakouts, exactly. And have other issues, have all like this mucus buildup and all these other things, mm-hmm. or do you really want to be able to have a, a healthier body and healthier? Exactly. Yourself? And it's 2023. Who's still drinking whole milk in 2023? I feel like we're past that. <laughs> I, 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 I be thinking about it all the time. It's crazy that as a child that I was even drinking. I'm like, right. I that we had other options out here like. It's because how they marketed to us, the strong bones and the strong teeth, and it's all marketing. And then you're oh, yeah. like, oh, shoot, this is actually like terrible for you. This is why mm-hmm. I was congested from five to, to 11. That oh. makes sense. <laughs> and I think that's something I want to get into more, at least from Silken. I want us to be a lot more educational. So posting educational content, really allowing our community to know what's up from the skincare to what you put into your body, what you put on your body, and just really get out some educational content so we can make better decisions. You don't know what you don't know at the end of the day. You're right. It's time to prioritize you. Level up your skincare self-care routine with the Silken Detoxifying Reset Mask. It gently penetrates deep into the pores to remove buildup cleansers leave behind. It also calms inflammation, accelerates skin repair, and minimizes the appearance of pores. But more importantly, using a skincare mask is a step in your routine that allows you to intentionally carve out at least 10 minutes of me time to focus and reconnect with yourself, which is literally the epitome of self-care. Use code BTS10 for 10% off your purchase. Like I was saying before, I think skincare, self-care, all of that thing is definitely marketed towards women. Do you think there are any other areas that you feel like men are underrepresented or underappreciated or undervalued in any capacity? I think that there, there are a lot of things marketed to men. The way that it's marketed to us doesn't come from this context of buying so much of it, though, if that makes sense. Mm. You know, I think for women's products, there's this definite, like, sensation of buy this and buy more and keep buying more and even on the instructions like you might even question instructions because hold on i'm only getting this much are you telling me right. i gotta use four pumps of this <laughs> a, a, a whole dab of this like i'm gonna go right this month. if i gotta wash my face every day like mm-hmm. you start to question dang okay so i'm gonna buy a whole new one of these before the end of the month that's yeah. crazy i think for men the things they market to men are basic it's probably gonna last you about two months it's very, it's way more practical. I think there has to be a mindset shift with the consumer because I think that that's why women buy the things that they buy because they really do direct the market. 
more than just the mm-hmm. market can, can moving women to go and get things. Like obviously there's always gonna be some marketing persuasion that's happening going on, but you all have so much knowledge and you're sharing so much knowledge and you're talking about these things so much. So y'all are way more informed consumers. While for men, there there really isn't much specifically marketed to us in that capacity. It's you get what you get and the things that are marketed to us, they really aren't based in overconsumption or even like mild like even moderate consumption. Yeah, this body is this jar lasts you three years. Just this jar. Yeah. Yeah, for real you'll be fine that's how almost almost all of our products are from deodorant to shave gels and shave things and it's usually fairly affordable too that's Um, a big one it's usually fairly affordable too for that reason i do think that the the products that i use are by a black brand by the name of evan alexander and the reason why i like them is because there is an educational element to it where he literally Mm -hmm assisting men bringing back their hairlines. It's That's really nice. dope what he's doing. And like some of the products that he's introduced are things I've really never seen. With most beard care lines, you will get a beard wash, either a beard balm or a beard oil, mm-hmm. and maybe a, a comb or something in their little kit. Yep, make it cute. For him, <laughs> for, for Evan Alexander, they presented something to that i never really seen. And that was not only a beard wash, but also a leave-in conditioner. Okay. A beer leave-in conditioner. Leveling and up. And a okay. co-wash if you wanted to. Oh, oh right? we fancy. And so okay. a leave-in conditioner is something that you can use on a daily basis to just add right. more to your, and, and like just the, the, it made more sense than an oil or a bomb, any oil or a bomb. Things that sound. clog your pores too and heavy. And that feels like more like a steel yeah. type of thing, not a moisturizer type of thing. Because men don't know no better. Fragrance. <laughs> It make your beard uh-huh. look shiny, make it look clean. But is but it healthy? Is it really healthy though? You know what right. I'm saying? When I realized that, I was like, oh, I got it. I get it now. I get it now. And it, but he also produced the why. Like he also right. gave little marketing materials, instruction materials with every order that tells you the why. This is what your night routine could be like. This is what your wake up routine could be like. Mm-hmm. If you want to get go for more maintenance versus growth. This is what you can also purchase as well, a part of our product line, taking vitamins, making sure you drink a lot of water. Maybe you need to introduce some type of uh, extra layer of, uh, of, of to help with growth, to stimulate growth, like uh-huh. a derma roller or something like that. Yeah. Things like that. The derma like roller that. was new for me. I feel like the girls were with the, the gua sha, like they were doing that mm-hmm. heavy. And I feel like the guys got the derma roller like around the yeah. same time. Yeah. And it's good. It's good. I've used uh-huh. it for my face and my beard. I, I think I feel like I've gotten pretty decent results but I, I do also enjoy that there's more like i think manscape was the first yeah i remember the that first brand that i feel like ever spoke to and it's weird to me that this isn't a, a thing but like men's ph first brand i ever seen that made products that specifically said that this is ph balancing whatever a ph balancing cleanser a wash because i always wondered why we don't have things like that. And I'm like, I get yeah. it. You got different parts or whatever. But if you, if y'all are actively doing things to upkeep y'all bodies in various ways. Y'all need to, too, for real. Because men be we? throwing off women's pH and they don't even know it. But that's a different conversation for another I'm day. Like, I'm like, you got honey pot and all this other, okay. other things that are like revolutionizing how people can approach these things. And I'm like, yeah, we literally just wash. That's it. That's it. And what is it? Do we? I'm like, we don't need to do nothing. I was like, it's too much 
it's too much happening out here. And but that's the education that. piece about it. Because again, a lot of men don't know that a man can throw off a woman's pH. You want to talk about her coochie stink, but you probably the problem and you don't even know it. And and I and to <laughs> me, I don't like the idea of me even being a reason for something like that. So that's why I right. really got into it that way. When I like asked those questions and looked up more things, I realized for us, it's big internal. Yeah. And it's about our diets. It goes so much deeper than the surface level stuff. Yeah, and when it comes to like topical things, all that I can say that I learned was the things that you use. Yeah. So like using, like you shouldn't use certain types of soaps. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't use certain types of things. You should also talk to your, you know, intimate partners about those things. Yeah, speak life into that. And like actually (laughs) see what it is that they use so that what you use doesn't collide. Because a lot of people got sensitive Mm -hmm. skin. If you out here just big using the three and one on that thing, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, not the V8. I feel like that was a big thing for men. They was using that for all parts of their body, the three and one. (laughs) (laughs) Forever from head to toe. (laughs) That's the problem. (laughs) Yeah, I I swear against those three and ones too, fellas. That does not make sense. There was actually a couple that I knew that I went to school with. They ended up having to, they were together for a while, but they ended up having to break up because their pHs just did not match. And every time they would be intimate, she would either get like a yeast infection or he would get some type of issue. And it's it's not like they were dirty or anything, but their pHs like literally just rejected each other. So like they just could not be together. Like their bodies were just sitting at different pH levels. And I didn't even know that was a thing. And th- they went to the doctor together and they were like, yeah, like it's just, I can't, it just is what it is. That's wild. That's so, weird. That's weird. Very. That's weird. And that's the weirdest thing to have an issue with. Because like yeah. that ruins all of your interests. Kills the vibe, for sure. The itchy you know, scratchy. And, and that's why understanding things about how body hair affects your body and, and, and affects certain things around you, like doing that educational thing matters so much. I remember being complimented one time after 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 some adult time mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, on on how I manscape, and I was That's like, she thing. really wanted to have a real conversation with me about that, and she was just like, I just want to know, like, how do you do it? Because mm-hmm. it, it 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 just seemed like you really do it good or whatever, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, and I told her what my process was, and she was like. How the hell you figure out something that women be trying to figure out for like, <laughs> forever? Because like, she was just like, you don't have any, any no angle. It's, it's good. I'm like, look, I wasn't about to. I was like, one, I wasn't about to put nothing sharp around my shit like that. Mm-hmm. So that was not about to happen. But also, <laughs> I just really it, it wasn't just me. I, I got tips from other mm-hmm. people and kind of made made my own way of doing it. Because we we pay attention to stuff like that. Trust and believe. We may not say anything about it, but we pay attention. And I feel like men are very vocal about what they like. I like it bald or like a little landing strip or a little something. We sure. want that too. Okay. Sure. I don't care if you shave, you razor, you wax. I don't know. But those things matter for sure. They do matter. And I think for me, I, I, I personally like that as a conversation piece. I do believe that we should care about our bodies more like men should. There should be more products around. Mm-hmm. I think there should be more vitamin and supplement conversations, more things that are tailored to us at particular ages, the age demographics, and us being able to consume and changing our diet based off certain ages or taking consuming particular things, particular supplements at different times. Because all I hear men talk about now, 
I don't know, things to help them like with erections and, and weird yeah. shit. But it's you don't even understand the health aspect of it. Yeah, know? it goes so much deeper than that. Yeah. It goes so much deeper than that. One one thing that I, I used to really love watching, a real big fan of Anthony Bourdain. And mm. Anthony Bourdain go around all these various countries and all these different things. And one very funny thing, especially in, in the far reaches of East Asia, they would always be these old men and they would start out their day different countries and they would have different types of concoctions. Either it comes, comes from a herb or a fruit yeah. or a combination. They'll drink this thing to help their libido. Exactly. Now, the childish version of me and probably a lot of men probably hear that and be like, damn, these old dudes trying to, trying to stay, keep their thing. Keep it up. <laughs> but when you really look into what libido means and what like the, the actual health benefit of it is, it's all about you staying virile and staying young because when your libido is low, that also means that you look lethargic. That also means that you don't exactly. have a certain amount of energy, which pretty much just means that you're going to be old and possibly die soon. Right. So having a higher libido actually makes you able to stay active in every other part of your body, not mm-hmm. just there. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, if you're energetic, that means your blood circulation is good because that's what you deal with when you're at that age. You're literally mm-hmm. down for too long might actually affect your motor function. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like, you're down that long because your legs might fall asleep. If you have a higher libido, you got way more going on. You can get at it. You can stand up for a yeah. long time. You can walk long distances. You can do your thing and take some down later at night. But I think that if people only know one side of it, they're only going to make it into something that's cute and funny. But you know, the herbal approach is just not marketed. That's not what big pharmaceuticals want us to partake in because it doesn't make them money. So like the educational resources to back up those things to make sure that men, women, or that community thrives are extremely limited. So a lot of people, again, just don't know what we don't know. Like even getting access to these things, like you can go and buy a bunch of junk food, but finding organic stuff or herbs, it's so much more difficult because it's not as common and that's intentional. It is. It is. And I I think that's what I wish would change. I think everybody can really deserve some sense of preventative wellness because I think that's something that just doesn't exist in general, not even just for men, but for everybody, because I think we are real reactionary in our healthcare. And we're also real reactionary in terms of our overall wellness things, too. We right. have a lot of products that take care of a thing or bring down a thing, certain things like burning fat and so on and so forth. It's mm-hmm. not really things to keep fat away. Like, what can you right. do to keep fat away? Where you even get it? Because yeah. those things exist, too. If you can burn it, that means you could probably minimize it, too. Yeah. What methods are there? What what actually exists? What things can you do that make sense? What And I think... I'm not just a one-dimensional person when it comes to my own self-awareness and self-care. It's not just my facial routines. It's not just what my diet is, what I put in my body, but it's always kind of everything. Even to the type of water I use. I literally had, uh, I had a friend over watching movies with me the other day and it was like towards the end of the night and she was just like, she was like, this water you got so good. What is, where did you get this? Like, from Whole Foods. <laughs> this water tastes I good. Like, I was like, from Whole Foods? She was like, you buy groceries from Whole Foods? I was like, I don't buy groceries from Whole Foods. I got that water. Water. <laughs> <laughs> I got that water you drink from Whole Foods specifically. But just telling her, I was like, what type of water do you drink? And she told me. And I was like, that's probably why. Yeah. And she, and she was like, I was like, a lot of people, they really push purified water to everybody. Yes. Purify water to everybody. And when purify water for all intents and purposes, like dead water. While spring water 
and these versions of spring water are, are still yeah. there's the least amount of things have been done to these things because they yeah. are naturally, naturally purified so it's just literally quickly getting from nature to bottle and it, and it, and it has has a different flavor has a different taste for that reason while purified water which is your Dasani's, your Aquafina's, your Pure Life's, any of those like purified water brands that are just whatever grocery store that you're at, that's all what those are. I'm big on water. Like I consider myself a hydro hottie. I joke about that all the time. Like anytime you see me, I have some type of water bottle. That's like my biggest fear, like being out and like my throat is dry and I feel like I'm dying like in public. So I always have some type of water with me. And I joke around with my friends because I'm very particular about my water. And I'm like... If you can't taste the difference between different types of water, no shade, baby, that's a problem for me. That's bad. That's bad. <laughs> that's a problem. That's bad. It's, it's definitely a goal of mine. I would love to do some work with a water brand because I just, I feel like I'm getting close too. I, I yeah. literally just did work with this green compostable cup company and they mm. really like me. So I feel like I'm getting closer. Working your way there. I'm working my way there. Because I would love to do the best water I've ever tasted was, that I've ever had was Mountain Valley. I don't know if you ever had that. Okay, I've never had that. Let me add that to my list. Just get a, just get spring water. Right. Absolutely. So I think that's a great segue. So outside of everything else, outside of all everything else that we discussed, what do you do just for self-care outside of skincare and all of these things? What are things that you do that just make you feel whole as a person? I'm a very uh, regimented person. Um, I think I discovered the idea of the, the positives around routine in 2020. I think everybody was experimenting with their lives in 2020 because it felt like we were living in the experience. Thanks. Uh, so for me, having to spend 24 hours at the crib for the first time in my life, like as a grown man where I'm just with myself all day, I work from here, I work from home, and then I'm, gonna, I'm not leaving, can't leave for real. So it's like, all right, this is, this is what it is. Basically, routine is what found me. And I think that a lot of people have real weird views around routine. It feels very robotic. It feels very, you're doing something that, you know. Mundane. Mundane. But the reality is, I think it's all about how you perceive why you're doing, like the purpose of the routine. I think that's the big thing about it, is the intention and purpose of the routine. Because a lot of people have routines that are based outside of themselves and not for themselves. But things within my uh, routine all are about me. So that's things like meditation. That's things like praying in the morning, taking my vitamins and supplements and drinking water and stretching. If I want to exercise in the morning, that exercise in the morning, for me, that's what makes it a lot easier for you even uh, for even waking up early to feel a little bit better too. Because yeah. if you wake up early and the first thing you got to do is get out the house, it doesn't feel good to get out of bed. Right, yeah. But if you're waking up and you can take your time, you can take your time getting up. You can be easy. Just bringing you in and soothing you mm -hmm. out of, or soothing you into you just being awake. And you're instead of you doing all of this like active, high energy thing, as soon as you yeah, wake so up, early. you're doing very graceful things with yourself. You're moving your body a little bit. You're starting your mind up a little bit, but you're not doing anything that affects anybody else. And it's all for you. You're pouring into your own cup more than anything. And I think that's Ooh. what helps me a lot before you pour into somebody else that's a word right there that is a word because that's what a lot of us do a lot of us yeah shout out to the people who are parents 
who got to, you know, mm. really dedicate so much of their lives to other, other people. Bless their heart. But I think <laughs> that they need that even the most. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, make sure you pour it into you before you got to do anything with these kids. Absolutely. If you, you wake up every day and you walk around and you are you. You're yourself. You got to be with yourself. You got to check in with yourself. Check in with your body. Do all those things. And what's crazy is a lot of us will get to work. And then and by 10 o'clock, we're trying to figure out why our stomach hurts. Yeah. At 10 o'clock, we're trying to figure out why we still drowsy, we're still sleep. Why we got a headache. Why we got a headache. Oh, I didn't eat. You don't need that. You don't deserve that. Way more present with yourself. And you can actually, if, if what you are obligated to do is get up and go to work and go in the office, you can be way more sound and prepared. Yeah. A bother, too. Especially if you're working in a corporate space. They, they don't deserve for you to be off your rocker and it be because of them. If you have a bad day, it's because of you. <laughs> Not because the they have a bad day. But it's real easy to feel that way when it's like, oh, where I am tired. I did not want to be up in here today. Uh, mm-hmm. Like That's what a lot of people feel. But you haven't, that's done, true. Anything, you haven't done anything for yourself. The first thing you did for a lot of people during the pandemic, first thing most people do, roll out of bed and start that, start that computer up. Yep, start their phone up. Start their phone up, log in. Do mm-hmm. a lot of things for other people or for outside themselves instead of really doing something for just them. And I yeah. like my I like the whole process of my things. I can take things slow, make my tea, take my vitamins, you know what I'm saying? Go for a walk just to get outside, just to ground yourself, just to be with you. I think you that's know? the major key, being grounded. Like grounding yourself is top tier. And even when you find yourself like feeling overwhelmed, I always say grounded and gratitude go together, right? So like when you're doing things that keep you grounded, you'll have a different perspective of the day. And then when you start your day with gratitude, like even just for the small things, like just waking up in the morning, taking a breath, having a bed to wake up in, it's hard for anyone else to ruin your day. So even if you started off on a shaky foot, you can always turn it around. Because I hear a lot of people say, oh, my morning just started off rough. But the rest of your day doesn't have to be rough. Don't. Take a second, regroup, show some gratitude for the small things, and things will just progressively get better. Yeah. And the best way I can describe it to people is for everyone who does work out in the morning and they always say, like, they're glad that they did. By the end of the day, they'd be like, man, I'm glad I went to the gym. I'm glad I got that out of the way. Imagine if you did all these other things that satisfy other parts of yourself. Mm-hmm. Stretching your body helps with your body function. Making sure you're taking these supplements helps with your internal you now have time to maybe make yourself some breakfast. You always say you don't eat breakfast because you don't got time. Mm-hmm. Now you do. So you're feeding yourself so you're not going to work hungry or not starting your day with an empty stomach, doing whatever you need to do. Like you say you want to make more smoothies and eat more fresh fruit and do this or have some oats and whatever, but you don't ever have time because you try to be too sleepy in the morning and all these other things. Yeah, like, yeah that's why. Wake up earlier. And I think it, yeah. it, it's counterintuitive because I'm not getting enough sleep. That's where you, on the whole flip side, you probably need a night routine too. Yeah. You got to find a routine that works for you because I am not a morning person. I am not an early riser by any means. I am a night owl for sure. But it works into my schedule because most days I work from home and I don't have to be up and on the laptop until 10. So I can still get up at like my nine o'clock, which is like a comfortable time to get started where I can ease into my day. So that by 10 o'clock, all right, I have a little momentum going. I like to do like a midday, like gym walk routine at around like midday to get out the house, come back in and I feel refreshed. You just break up your day into a routine that works for you. So I think that's super important. I think routines definitely keep you grounded. 
I think so. And when I'm off, for me also, the reason why I think it's a really great self-care aspect to it is if I'm ever not doing it, it's a it's an indicator. It's indicated that something is wrong with me. Or maybe I'm not giving enough attention to. Maybe it's a blind spot that's happening. Oh, am I am I going through some anxiety, some stress right now? Yeah. Not, I'm not waking up doing the thing. I'm not waking up continuing the routine. I'm breaking for whatever reason. Okay, so what's going on? What's really right. bothering? What's Time really to bad? reflect. Things like that is what helps me stay grounded, stay sane, stay stay feeling like I'm tending to myself and showing myself compassion. I think a lot of people need that in general. It's not even a generalized thing. I think a lot of people need that in general because I think people who yeah. are around me in close spaces, people from friends that kind of just see how I live or when they come over and they see how thin certain things are in my crib, yeah. they always are like, I'm coming over here. You be having tea and shit. You can <laughs> smell good up in here. You set the tone. Right? But it's, nice. this is how I want to be. Let's get a little stretch in. So you want to meditate with me? Okay, cool. And being around people who like accept that's who you are, it, it does. It's, it's very infectious because it's yeah. They see that when they start thinking about, well, you really don't ever get mad about stuff. I'm like, yeah, wonder why. It uh, leads to way more. It just sets the tone for so much more. It's an incremental thing that you do to build on to a greater thing. Yeah. Because for me, the overall goal is for me to establish a routine that I do now that I do in totally different versions of myself because. I remember, I think it was, I think it was Bezos. I think it was Bezos who said something while he doesn't like take meetings before 10 a.m. Things like that. And it's, that's how you should like start crafting your life. You don't want to be bothered by a certain time. If you know yourself right. that way, create the, create, start doing things now to see how you want your morning, how you want yes. your afternoon to be, how you want your night to be. If you, hey, I don't want to do anything after eight. I don't want to. I don't want nobody to call me. Do not disturb. Do not disturb <laughs> after 8 o'clock. Create that for your life, for whatever version of your life you want that to be. Yeah. A lot of us don't really tap into that because we, it's almost like we got to get there to start creating it. Mm-hmm. We don't. And we really don't. We really don't. It's real small things that are luxuries that we skip out on every day. And I think that that's those are those things. It's like tending to your self-care and treating yourself in a certain way and that is what a true luxurious life really is is when you have the choice to make a certain decision to be specific in the decisions that you're making for yourself and the things that you do for yourself the things you buy for yourself for whatever purpose that's what real luxury is it's not just something that's expensive i feel like a lot of people don't think about their lives that way but I, I'm a, they don't i feel like I, I think i take my life fairly serious and i like i want my as life you should as, you, As you should. Who yeah. don't though? That's the sad they part. Don't. That's why I say and, it that way. It's not yeah. a people about their lives walking around all the time. Um, yeah. It's very strange. It's very strange to me. But you got to make yourself the priority because who's who else is gonna do it? If you don't prioritize you, who else gonna do it? That was very well said. I feel like you dropped a lot. <laughs> So how I like to end these conversations is just one overall topic. I feel like you touched on it a little bit, but what is your top tier self-care secret? Give the men, the ladies something to walk away with and hold on to. Your top tier, can't nobody touch it, self-care secret. Ooh. No pressure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I would say mine would be probably masking. I would say masking, but knowing 
the right type of mask to use. So I have several masks that I have that I use. And sometimes they're for detoxifying. Sometimes they're for moisturizing. I have moisturizing masks that I use. And also one that I use for like firming, things like that. So I think masking is very underutilized by everybody. Mask more, mask more, mask more. Make sure you're doing it on a weekly basis, to be quite honest, because that's what I do. At least. I feel like I mask at least on average two times a week. Your skin looks amazing as well, by the way, for anyone watching the visuals. (laughs) Thank you so much. Uh, That's what I would say my quote-unquote secret is I drink spring water, which internally I think that helps a lot, but I definitely mask enough. And one one mask that I was using recently, it was actually an exfoliating mask by a, I think think the makers are people of color, but I think it's called Levito, L-A-V-I-D-O, and it was a... It was had a real cool scent to it and everything. Loved it. It was great. I would say that. I would say mask more. It's mask more. A, yes, we can, we can cleanse. You can find a good moisturizer. But I think masking does a, I don't know, it just feels like almost a nice like midweek treatment to your face that seems to keep things regulated um, depending on the type of skin you are. So just don't get any type of mask. Based it on what your skin are, what you already know about your skin and all those things. And if, if you don't know anything about your skin, then I just suggest doing one that's either exfoliating or moisturizing. Period. That's it. I love that. This has been amazing. I don't want to keep you for too much longer, but where can people listen to your podcast and where can people connect with you online? You can connect with me everywhere at King's underscore memoirs. If you can spell memoirs, then we should definitely be friends. You can find the podcast on ig at simply king pod you can also listen to it anywhere podcasts are available including on youtube as well yeah you can find me everywhere connect with me i am uh, very much open to have guests i would love to bring you on and have you chat on my side of things as well Ooh, i love that definitely would love to continue the conversation on my side of things but uh, yeah and a lot of new content coming soon so definitely tap in with me i've been doing it for a while now i think you'll enjoy it That's amazing. Everything of his will be tagged, linked below, all of that good stuff. So you have no reason not to find him, not to follow him. Come on down. Come on down. This has been amazing. So yeah, we're definitely going to keep the conversation going, but this has been great. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for talking with me for so long. (laughs) Appreciate it. All right. (laughs) We'll talk soon. Let's stay connected and keep the conversation going. Follow us on all social media platforms at Behind the Silk Pod. If you want to be a part of our inner circle to submit your topics and dive deeper into these conversations, make sure to join our free private community at BehindTheSilk.com community. To support the podcast, consider checking out our skincare brand Silken at S-I-L-K-E-N-N-C-O.com. All links are down below. Leave a review for a chance to be shouted out in our next episode. And remember, the best part of today is you.